What's up, witches, and welcome to Witch Space. I'm Gemini. And I'm Scorpio. And today, we don't have a book. We actually have several reading pieces, and they're witch fanzines. Very excited about it. Very excited. We got them from Catland, and I know you probably are sick of us talking about Catland. So you know what you should do if you're sick of it? You should go buy something at Catland, and you'll understand why we are obsessed with that store. So um, here's something I didn't talk about in the coming out of the broom closet episode. Is that? <gasps> yeah. I used to have a fanzine. It was not a witch fanzine. It was a punk, ska, goth fanzine back in the day. It was called The Perpetrator. And we were out for maybe two years or something like that. And it was like sporadic. Like whenever we were able to publish something, we published it. And we interviewed bands. We, we always wanted to make sure that we had like a nice mix. So it wasn't just like, you know, hardcore bands. It was also ska bands and, you know, definitely always had goth bands in there. I'm trying to think if it was anything other kind of music, but not really. I mean, I got to interview the Ramones, which for me was, yeah. I vaguely remember, I was actually going to ask you, like, didn't you interview somebody like in port? <laughs> like, yeah, oh, the Ramones, kind of a big deal. Yeah, I got the Ramones, which I thought was really, really sweet that they were like so accommodating. Their their people were so like, oh, yeah, when do you want to interview them? Do you want to do it in person? And I was like, oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Obviously. So... Um, <laughs> Yeah, but I'm not going to talk too much about it because, you know. Well, Scorpio's our zine expert. So not only can you tell us about, you know, like how you felt about your zines, but also, hey, how were they good? Were they made well? You're, you have like insider knowledge. Okay. <laughs> I don't know about that. But as far as the paper quality is concerned, this is going to sound really <laughs> dumb. But I liked I liked one better than the other. Like one felt mm -hmm. more like our zines and the other one felt like photocopies. However, and here's the thing about zines, they can look like they're just been photocopied and they're not a big deal. But you should, I really think you should, if you're not reading zines, you're missing out, period. I don't care if it's which zines, if it's, you know, um, another culture, right? It's a musical vibe, horror, whatever it is. Like I like buying independent zine-like comics. You know, mm -hmm. this is how people start. Just because it looks cheap doesn't mean the information is cheap or stupid or no. It just means these people are not going the traditional route and they're not taking advertisements. And you know what? They're writing what they want. You know, not for nothing. This podcast is a lot like a zine. Yeah. Because we don't answer to any kind of publisher or whatever sponsorship. We talk I mean, about unless, what we want. you know, somebody wanted to... They could hit us up. They could sponsor us. I could be a shill. <laughs> Let me know. <laughs> okay, so she says this, but the minute we got sponsorship, or they're like, okay, so now you have to go into the studio to record. That's it. Gemini would lose it. She's unless it's next I to a Starbucks. <laughs> unless it's Ooh. next to a Starbucks, and then you might yes. be able to get her to go. Other than that, she's yes. not leaving her house. So yeah. I would like to do that. I think I would love to go into a studio and be like. Hey, man, here we are. I The trade that I would take is I will go into a studio if I no longer have to edit the episodes. Like, well, if that's yeah. taken off my plate, of then I is. will go into a studio. Well, I don't know. Yeah, of course A sponsor could just throw money at us. You know what I thought was funny was I listened to a couple of podcasts. Again, I've said it before, no which podcast, because I don't want to be influenced or be told, like, oh, did yeah. you steal this idea? So 
you know, so I'm listening to, I'll say what it is. I don't care. The office ladies, because I am a big office fanatic. Okay. I will watch the same shows and never watch anything new. So my favorite shows of all time, The Office. I love The Office. I love Schitt's Creek. I just, I love it. Um, what We Do in the Shadows, which is still on, but I will just yes. binge it again and again. I love Seinfeld, even though it's so wrong on so many levels, but I can't get enough of it. Um, so anyway, I listened to The Office Ladies, which is a podcast done by two of the people on that were on the show. And during COVID... Because they also put out videos. That's another weird thing. Like a lot of podcasters are on YouTube. And I'm like, um, that's like watching a show. Not It does defeat the purpose. Yeah. That's how I feel. Like, it's not that I, I mean, yeah, if people wanted us on YouTube. Maybe at one point we'd do it. But to be honest with you, like, this is an on the go thing. People would love to watch us. Well, you know, like, I can just say that definitively. We are hilarious. I am a lunatic. And if people could see the way that I speak to you, like with my hands and my facial expressions, it'd be great. We'd get tons of views. But I'm not doing that. Well, I want to be able to record in my sweatpants. I want to be able to record. Like, I'm wearing a tube top dress, so I look fully fucking naked in this video. I'm not putting that on YouTube. Okay, it is funny because I do see you. And this is just your summer look. Like, I'm just so used yeah. to you always looking like that. Like, yeah, but you, if nobody knew that, they think, I like, look naked. Yeah, you look a nudist. <laughs> But she's not. Um, no. So, you got two zines, and I got four zines unintentionally. Okay. I, I meant to only get, like, two. I was like, oh, we'll do two and two. And then, you know, I'm me. And I'm financially responsible, so I got two more. Um, but let's talk a little bit about... I mean, actually, let's talk a little bit about getting zines from Catland. Because, like, okay. what did you... When you went in to purchase it, like, what was your thought process? They have a wall. So, first of all, the full name is Catland Books. And I love that because, yes, they have herbs. They have crystals. They have, you know, um, oracle decks. They have everything that a witch shop should have. But they have an extensive section. And I remember the first time I went, it was a very small shop. And now it's just glorious. Like you walk in and it's like your traditional witch shop. And then you turn it, like go around towards the back, make a right. And there you have a bookstore. So it's gorgeous. Mm -hmm. But on one wall, they have all the zines and they're just kind of like all over the place. I kind of went with the titles, to be honest with you, because, you know, visually, again, they look like they've been photocopied. They're not, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of times... We say, don't judge a book by its cover. But we do. We kind of look at a nice cover and we go, oh, you look interesting. You look fun. Let me pick yeah. you up. So um, the two that I picked, and I thought we were only picking two because it's hard to just pick two. Curios and Witchcraft, A Beginner's Guide. And Plants Against the Patriarchy. I think if you took away plants and you just said anything against the patriarchy, I would have bought it. You were buying it. Yeah. yeah. So that's how I went. Now, the other reason, the other reason I like this is that... The Curios and Witchcraft, A Beginner's Guide, is done by B. Sampson, the owner of Swamp Witch Curios. So I liked that. Like, I thought, oh, yeah. it's not just, like, who is this person? And the other thing I liked about the other zine, Plants Against the Patriarchy, it's that it's illustrated, which is super cool, especially if you're talking about herbs and plants. But the words are by J.P. Hawthorne. And when I opened it up, it said that... The plants discussed in this zine all come from working on an upcoming astrology herbal titled Biocosmophilia, the confluence of plants, planets, and people. And I was like, ooh, so it's almost like getting a little preview of a book. Yeah. So that's what, 
it, originally it was like the covers and then I looked at it a little bit and I went, yes. So that's another thing. Like we said, like, who are these people? Ah, uh, they're legit people. These are like actual people. Yeah. It's not like some randos. So if you're concerned about that, um, that's one thing you could do when you look, if you're there, right, in person, you can kind of look at it. If not, yeah. you can, by all means, I mean, it said it right there, the owner of Swamp Witch Curious is on the cover, but you could have just like looked up who this person was and you probably would have gotten yeah. the same information that's right inside. So I did order online because, uh, again, we all know I don't leave my house. So I did it fully based on vibes. Um, there is a series of zines by Brian Cote Noir that is all alchemy zines. So I was like, obviously, I'm going to buy some of these. Uh, like, there's yeah, not I don't have a choice there. I'm legally obligated to. Um, and then I bought Become Worry Free Right Now which is uh, 12 Meditations for Transcending Reality. And I, I bought this thinking that I was going to be like a meditating bitch. Uh, and again, I am not. <laughs> I continue to not be. Um, these, I love, I love zines like this. Because I definitely, like I was in college, I've seen, I made, you know, the photocopied zines in like the poetry club that I, I helped run. I love when a zine is like a little bit more professional, right? Like the cover is a thicker cart, like a thicker paper than the inside. Um, and even if the inside is like, oh, this is photocopy paper, like there's art on the cover and maybe it's got color or maybe, you know, the, the alchemy zines are all printed. The cover is a different color than the inside. I like that. It makes me feel like I have like a little book, like a little book, a teeny book. It's so cute. Um, but it was totally vibes. Like I didn't, I didn't look into who anybody was. I barely read descriptions. I just went to Catlands and was like, hmm, what seems cool right now? And I'm thrilled with all of my purchases. And I'm sure that if I had purchased, I'm sure that when I purchase more zines, let's be real, I will also be excited regardless of like whether I look into them or not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wish you could go to Catland one day just because it, it is really yeah. amazing. But um, so should we just dive in? So now you know whether you go in person to a place and you find fanzines, because I'm sure there are fanzines in other witch shops, or you're like, you know what? I've never seen a witch fanzine. You know that she was just as thrilled with her purchases as I was with mine, and we bought them in different ways. So yeah. You want me to start? I want to start with Plants Against the Patriarchy. Yeah, because okay. I actually almost picked that one up and I didn't. So I need you to tell me all about it and whether or not I should also buy it because it sounds really cute. Yes, buy it. That's it. That's all I have to say. Now, okay. <laughs> Great review. Check. <laughs> okay, first of all, I really love the illustrations. They are, I'm going to show Gemini. You guys can't see it. But, can but we'll see? post them to the Instagram. Yeah. They're, yeah, they're like line art. Honestly, they're giving very like, um, that's a very popular style of tattoo right now. Yes. I know. Are you going to get them tattooed? Are you? Am I getting these tattooed? I actually don't know what I'm getting tattooed because I told her only one flower, but I was like, she's really into flowers. So I told her what I like, like mm -hmm. stop, not the type of flower, but like the energy I want with it. And now she's just going to choose something. So we'll see. I love that kind of tattoo. I love that idea of like, Hey, this is the vibe. No, like when you tell an artist, like this is the vibe that I want. And then oh. like, <laughs> Scorpio's like, oh, you don't like my tattoos? No, I'm talking about like when you just reach out to an artist and are like, I love this. Uh, can you do something like this? And then they get to like, because yeah. it's like, 
it's like um it's like its own little spell honestly it's like they get to put their energy into the work and i just love that i love it okay i'm gonna be honest but i feel like with the exception of one tattoo the tattoos that i've gotten have all while i'm getting tattooed i feel like it's being done with intention. Like I'm putting my own intention yeah. while they're doing their thing as well. So I'm very much like present in that. I'm very jealous because I am not getting tattooed for a while. So just like okay. send me that energy. All right. I will. So. Uh, Plans against the patriarchy. <laughs> I like the illustrations, but what I like about the writing, I would I pick up the book they're going to put out? Yes. And I'm not somebody who's really like, wait, I'm trying to think of the title again. I mean, like, biocosmophilia. I'm like, I don't know. Is that really for me? See, but I would read that thing. book. I would read it based on how this person wrote. Why? First of all, it's straightforward. It's to the point without being one boring. Because it's think about it. It's plant after plant after plant. And that can just be like, mm-hmm. all right, I'm putting this down. I can't do it. No, the way they write it. And I don't even know how to express it any better than that. Um, it's just really to the point and, and, and the, the, the voice of the author is just like, they're having a conversation with you and it just keeps going. I mean, it's really, really, it's short. The descriptions are not long at all. Are you going to recognize some of them? Yeah. Like lemon balm. I knew about that. Um, did I think about how it actually affects, like if we're looking at fighting the patriarchy? No. I didn't think about that until, you know, they're bringing that kind of concept into it. But I thought that yeah. was really good. Honestly. And actually, this scene, I just wanted to say, does come from a publishing house. So there's a place, and it's in Portland, Oregon, which makes sense. Because uh, I feel like everything cool comes from either Brooklyn or Portland. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's where this is coming from. So maybe that's why this looks a little bit better than the other one because it's it is like a i guess an official zine i don't even know what you would call that are any is yours microcosm mine okay so the the meditation one that i have is also i think the nicer ones are are microcosm Hmm. yeah the plants that this person chose really are strong kind of um stand up for yourself be you know a better communicator more of a right so it's it really is kind of like if you need some plant allies as you go out to fight type of thing then these are the kind of things that Mm -hmm. you might need you know and some things to also heal you if you're having issues yeah so it makes sense to get tattooed from those plants i mean for the most part for the most part all my stuff is poisonous plants I'm just thinking logistically because like protection energy. Do you want to plant those plants, or do you want to wear those I think plants? Both. You know what I mean. I mean, for me, you know, it's it's very specific the plants that I have. I am really giving her free reign, which is making me a little bit weird um, because I'm like, what is she going to choose? But she knows exactly what I'm looking for. Yeah. So, I mean, the image that I have in my head is very much like, you know. Um, young people out to right. protest like for some reason in my head i'm thinking like uh protest medics okay i don't know why but like with maybe a tattoo from plants against the patriarchy because you're probably not going to have right. some of these plants with you when you're out like doing activism but maybe you want to like keep you that also energy make a tea with, with you. some of these 
right? Maybe you want to have this That's before true. or after, right? So that you can send to yourself after you've done the work. So, yeah. So the first one I want to talk about is yeah, I really want to hear about right this. now. What? Here's the problem. It's like so cute, but it's so mean? intimidating. So Become Worry-Free Right Now is a zine. Um, the meditations are by Jessica Mullen, and the illustrations are by Adam Zapotok. Zapotok? Sorry, Adam. It's adorable. And obviously I'm going to post pictures for you guys, but, like, it's so oh, yeah, that is cute. cute. And then, look, it's like a wall of text. So it's a cute little drawing. Very dense meditation and and not even really dense because like they you know breathe in and raise your vibration breathe out and release your resistance they're very like approachable linguistically but it's a small font and it's a lot of words and i already have enough trouble meditating as it is so to look at it and be like yeah you're this is your meditation no so every time i open it i don't do it um which sucks because it it, like it's really cute they're great meditations right you don't give a fuck what other people think um, what the- life is just okay. for fun. Yeah. Um, enjoy okay, life so now. Have you, since you're such an audiobook person, haven't you just thought of like recording that onto your cell phone and then just playing it back for yourself? Yes, a hundred thousand times. It's simply not one of those things that I have like put okay. in my schedule. Um, and worse than that, Scorpio, you can watch over 800 of Jessica Mullen's meditation <gasps> videos for free online. And I just never do it <laughs> i just never do it i'm writing her name down i'm gonna look for her oh yeah yeah i'm gonna send it to you you guys will see it on the instagrams like they're good they're good like i i can't even say it's not like i'm looking at it and i'm like oh these meditations suck they're so fun these would be great meditations if i had the follow-through of a normal human being <laughs> There's a guy on TikTok who has these meditations and not meditations, just like affirmations. That's what they are. And he's like, give zero Mm -hmm. fucks. You do not have. But like he does it like with the chimes in the background and like a very Zen voice. And I'm just like, that's what I need. I love it. Instead of this whole like, imagine a flower and that flower is blue. And I'm like, no, I need somebody to tell me, you know what? Fuck everybody today. You know? No, you would love this. It's really, these are really cute meditations. I suggest them to other people. Um, If you have like a lot of ADHD and maybe a small child, maybe not for you right now. Maybe get like somebody, like your sister (laughs) could record these for you too. I am not doing that, but thank you. All right. That is not I was trying to like be helpful. Like who else? No, yeah, you're great. I love you. I'm going to continue to just look at it I'll and record then, like, them for you. think about it some other time. I'll record them. An angel sent from heaven. <laughs> I will. Sure. If you give them to me, I'll record them. And, and then I can just lay back and listen to your sweet voice. <laughs> you telling me, wait. Um, breathe in and say, I love myself. Breathe out and say, I don't give a fuck. And then, like, once you're relaxed and, like, I'll just have, like, music playing or something, and then I'll go, did you edit the last episode? <laughs> no, obviously not. I do it the night before, like Don't a normal person. Don't forget to post a sit and spell tomorrow. Tomorrow is Sunday. Ugh. 
Sim really spells are. I'm very good at. I think I've only forgotten yeah. them like one time. Everything else. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I was <laughs> posting stuff too. I have to go back to posting too. I like to post in the morning. I'll post stuff. Anyway, so since you have. Well, no. Yeah, tell me about your two, second you one. Four. Tell me about another one of yours. Oh, yeah. okay. I mean, I could do. And then I'll do yeah. mine and then you yes. do yours okay. too. Yeah. I will. So the thing about the Brian Cote Noir zines, my brain short-circuited there. The thing about the Brian Cote Noir zines is they all sort of relate to each other in different, like, with different information about alchemy. So the thing that I'm going to start with is the alchemical wedding. Um, I'm going to start with the alchemical wedding, which is, like, something you kind of need to know about for Mm. alchemy. It's also the least interesting one for me personally um it's the shortest also but what i love about his zines is that like one he's putting everything on a typewriter um which you know aesthetic just cute as fuck two he is straight up copying and pasting shit from (laughs) texts and that's probably illegal so like sorry brian for blowing up your spot but like there are just straight up like pictures from like medieval texts and illuminations and stuff. And then he's got his notes. The alchemy zines are not books. This is not a book. This is a meditation on a topic. Um, For me, this is great because I can like pick it up and open to a page and be like, Ooh, let's think about like one plus one equals one. So this particular one is short because it's really just meditating on the idea of the alchemical wedding. But it's great because, it, you know, you, you pick up a part and it's like, oh, think about falling asleep. Okay, how does falling asleep relate to the alchemical wedding? How does Karl Marx relate to the alchemical wedding? Like, it's very much just, this is a short little think of ideas, right? Like philosophical kind of what if questions, um... This is also published by a publisher, but this is Kepri Press, K-H-E-P-R-I Press. Um, And I don't know shit about Brian Cote Noir, so I don't know if he's a legitimate source or not, but he does have a sexy bibliography at the front of every zine that I have from him. So I'm going to go with it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if he's real or not, but like, I know that books named alchemy and mysticism by alexander rube exist and mysterium conjunctionis by cg young exists and philosophy as a way of life like he's he's citing books they're obscure books but he's citing them so i'm gonna i'm gonna go with him Uh, he might be bullshit and if he is you should probably let me know but the vibes are cool it's not a book so the other fanzine that i got is curious and witchcraft right so I want to talk about that. Um, what I really liked about it is, you know, first of all, they completely acknowledge the fact that not everybody wants to work with bones or pelts or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So they're like, if this is not your jam, this is not your jam. Like, no harm, no foul. Um, if it is, though, the most important thing is to make sure that it is ethically sourced. Now, you can Google anything. So if you see roadkill and you decided those are the bones I want, I want to figure out how to, you know, do this safely, properly, you can. If not, you can find places. I mean, there are many places 
like Catland, that has a lot of things that have been ethically sourced, which I think is really important because like Garth told us when we did the episode on bone reading, the spirit of the animal, insect, whatever you want to call it, whatever it is, is there. It's present. It's working with you. You are tapping into the energy of that spirit, right? And sometimes different things don't want to work with you and that's okay. Yeah. So things to think about and not everything, not everything that's a curio is animal based. For example, coffin nails, um, keys, skeleton keys, like old skeleton keys. Mm-hmm. Um, she mentions cascaria powder and I'm trying to think, oh, horseshoes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, feathers, which I think most people, and we find feathers all the time. You know, if you go to a park or whatever, you're going to find feathers on the ground. So, uh-oh, did you know story? that that's illegal? If it's on the ground, it's illegal. What is it supposed to so do with it? It's it's not all birds, but the problem is, it's like sometimes if you're like a normie, you don't mm-hmm. know what bird is what. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So under the the migratory so Ooh. story time mm-hmm. earlier in the summer, uh, <laughs> I don't know if you guys are on the twitters. But there was a lot of drama about tree law. And tree law is this big thing because, like, people that cut down trees, like, illegally or do shit to trees illegally get fined huge sums of money. Like, absurd sums of money. So tree law is this big deal. So during the beginning of the writer's strike, um, one of the studios in L.A., like, trimmed back all these trees where the writers were striking. And, like, not in a, like, oh, I trimmed a tree way. Like, I fucking shredded this tree so that you can't get shade under it. And so everybody on Twitter is like, tree law, tree law, tree law. And then somebody else is like, but wait, bird law. So then they unleash about this, like, the Migratory Bird Act and how there are, like, these really incredibly strict laws about, like, what bird parts you're allowed to possess or even, like, in this case, move if you damage, like, certain nests that's another huge fine to the point where like some indigenous tribes had to get specific treaty language put in so that they could use like eagle feathers and stuff in their like regalia. Um, so like tree law is one thing. Bird law is another thing. Like bird law is fucking intense. So, um, you know, I'm sure that like you picking up a, a, sorry, I got excited about this. I'm sure that like picking up a, a feather in your local park is fine, but like, bird law is dangerous and I don't fuck with bird law. So I would not hoard feathers. I would have a couple. So like you have plausible deniability because bird law. (laughs) Okay. So first of all, I don't have any feathers, but I mean, I come across them all the time. Um, Yeah. I would only pick up a certain bird's feathers if I saw them. Mm -hmm. Like that would be it. And yeah, I mean, I'm not, gonna decorate my house with it so i don't think i would have a lot but that's kind of scary as shit anyway so yeah right bird law is horrifying in like a cool way but like horrifying okay so not everything that's a curio <laughs> going back i'm to like that? manic in the little video of our conversation like bird law and scorpio's like i just want to talk about my zine <laughs> yeah she really like went on this this thing um because I'm just looking at the cover because the cover has yeah. all the curios that they talk about inside. So that's why I'm kind of like, oh, and shells and stuff. And, mm-hmm. you know, so again, we're not asking you to kill an animal just if there's an empty shell. No, on even the beach. if you find like the stuff on the ground, if you find bird feathers on the ground and they're the wrong bird, people can like find you money. For picking up basically what yes. is a litter. Yes. 
listen, okay, that's I'm sure that if you right like now. went to court, yeah, no, bird law is insane. Thank you for I getting would never it. It's harm crazy. an animal to take anything from it. And to be honest but, with you, I would be too scared to go up to a dead animal thinking that it's diseased. So agreed, I wouldn't even touch agreed, a dead agreed, animal. But like if I, I don't know if like if it's on my deck or on my back in my backyard or in a park, I kind of feel like it's like yeah. This is the worst case scenario, right? Like the yeah. FBI is nobody swatting your house because like you picked up an eagle feather, you know, in your local park. But like, they could. I don't know. They could. <laughs> they could. Okay, just so you know, I plan to wait for some time to go by. I'm going to write this down so I never forget how manic you got about this. And then at some point, like months from now, maybe next spring, I'm going to tell you that, like, I have to go to court over a feather or something just to see you get I'm gonna manic lose, I, all over again. But I'm, yeah, I'm going to absolutely bug the fuck out. It's going to be great. I'm going to be like, oh my god, my fucking bird law! <sighs> it's good. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. If only people could see me. This is the episode we needed to record so everybody can see my face just bugging oh my god so going back to the fanzine what i liked about this one is i mean here's the thing it started out in a way that i really loved because the first couple of curios it starts out like i'm just gonna go with the first one just to to show you what i'm talking about so antlers which i think some people might know that i own because we used it in a video so it says antlers is a little photo not a photo a drawing of the antler mm-hmm. and then it's split up into symbolism history correspondences and then like you know spellcraft i thought that was great right um because it just i don't know i love when things are split up in a way that's just like organized and i can just go yeah okay, i just want to know the history of it or i just want to know blah 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 okay and that continues ants which you know the difference between fire ants and black ants bees mm-hmm. you know the same thing but then it stops. By the time we get to then butterfly wings, and then we get to cascarilla, which we know is, you know, powdered eggshells. And that just has a blurb. And then it says cat and dog hair. And that's not split up into symbolism, history. And then as I keep going, the rest of it isn't either. And I thought, why? Like that was such I just feel mm-hmm. if you have an order to things, keep it up. And if you don't know the history then leave that little section out. You know, if you're going to do something like this, it's okay if you leave one blank. Like, okay, I really don't know the history. I've tried looking it up and I can't find it. So I'm going to leave it blank. Just don't put it in. But the idea that the rest of it is just blank, that to me was very, very upsetting. Yeah, it's annoying when it's not consistent. Here's the other thing that I think people should have done with this fanzine. And again, I do mm-hmm. like the fanzine, but I see Cascaria. So here's the deal. Whenever I see Cascaria or, or anything mm-hmm. like that, my hackles go up. Because I'm like, why are you using Cascaria? Like, why is this now in witch shops? It's whatever, right? I have to get over it. And it says, a popular curio across the Afro-Latin diaspora from Santeria to Hoodoo. Santeria and Hoodoo are both closed practices. So, if you are actually saying that cleansing is called limpias, the ritual of cleansing, used in protection, cleansing, and banishing. Yes. Yes, it is. I still have a problem with it being just thrown in here 
as a little aside. Until we're all equal, I don't think people should be putting this stuff in. Okay? And it's also sort of like, if you're going to say from Santeria to Hoodoo, that that is from one closed practice to another closed practice. Like, if there is supposed to be an implication there that there are, like, a multitude of practices that encompass this, and that is why you're including it, maybe you want to include one of the non-closed practices in the mention, unless there are none, in which case... I mean, I think the cat is out of the bag when it comes to this in particular. I think people are using it. Are they using it exactly the same way that people who are Santeros and, and Hoodoo practitioners are using it? I can't say yes or no. Yeah. Um, then they have chicken feet, which is Southern folk magic. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else that kind of bugged me. There were a couple where I was just like, eh. Why are you mixing these practices in there? And mm-hmm. I don't know. Hagstones are in there as well. And that's, you know, hagstones and horse um, horseshoes and keys. Those. So if people are like, I really don't want to do anything that has to do with animal. And even cascaria. I mean, it comes from an eggshell. So, you know, if you're against that, you don't want to use that. But yeah, there's, there's definitely enough things that you can use. There's other, you know, types of things. Porcupine quills, again... If it's ethically sourced, that's not even a bone. I'm not sure. It's what hair, it basically. Yeah, like I feel like, mm, why not? So, yeah, there's just a couple of times where that is mentioned, and I'm gonna go off on a tangent real fast. So, yeah, TikTok. It's not a lot, but every once in a while, I get on Witch Talk, and apparently, somebody posted something about a book. I don't know if it was Hoodoo or Voodoo or what it was. And they were like, well, it's in a book. And if it's in a book, this person has made it open for everybody. And it's like, oh, my God. That's so, not how books work. <laughs> so, of course, all these other people are coming out saying it's a closed practice. It's not for you. So, you know, I, I don't even know uh, how to feel when I see things that are mixed up from different traditions that I know are closed practices. Some, you know, I, I'm not even a part of, but it's closed. Like... Well, hey, I think this is a great little moment that we should have because we keep referring to them as, like, fanzines, right? Fans of witchcraft, I guess? So, like, is is there a different standard that you're held to in creating a fanzine versus writing a book? You know, because I, I... I think you can be very clear in a book to be like, hey, here's my disclaimer. Like, we we love when books do this. Hey, I'm telling you about this because it's information that you should know, but it's not open or you need to do your research or et cetera, et cetera. There's not a ton of room in fanzines. I can understand omitting, like, disclaimers to fit in as much content as possible, but then do, do we hold you to a different standard, I guess, is the question. I'm going to say I don't think we should, Okay. Also, it's curios. I don't consider cascaria powder a curio. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's just some of the things, now that I think about it, there might be other things in here that I don't necessarily see as a curio, but um, yeah, it's not. So I feel it's just, I'm not really sure what it's supposed to be. Did I enjoy it? Kind of. Again, mm-hmm. I think if you start with a format, continue that format, so then it becomes... Um, we call it almost like a little 
encyclopedia you can just go back and like yeah. look at what you need this way now it's just you just read little blurbs about each and everything so so yeah it's good but that's like a, i'm actually really happy we're having this episode because what what is what is the point of making a zine for witchcraft and I don't mean that in, like, a shitty way. Like, what's the point even? I mean, like, what is the what is the difference? Why do you write a zine versus writing a witchcraft book? So, you know, I, I don't know why people do witchcraft zines. I'll tell you why I did a zine of the stuff. So one thing, you're in a community. And you love this community. I loved going to CBGB's. I loved going to all these clubs and I loved all the bands. And this was a way almost to be a part of it. Like I wasn't a groupie. I wasn't like, Oh, I want to follow these bands. Like I could give a shit about like whatever, but I was curious. Like I did want to meet them to ask them questions because I was fascinated Mm -hmm. by the people that were making the music. Okay. And my fanzine also had, artwork it had poetry it had fiction right it was really because at least back then when you're talking about the east village you're talking about a very artistic community and you could yeah. walk around and you would just find like an abandoned building and somebody was putting on a show or there was a gallery that wasn't really a gallery like i remember one that i found that was supposed to be like this post-apocalyptic thing that to this day i can still picture one of the sculptures it was this person like horrified this paper mache person like screaming almost like edward monk's the scream but their hands were Mm -hmm. not on their face they were like looking up and like there's like this table on top of them like they're avoiding like the bomb i guess from like the 50s -hmm. or whatever whenever they had those scares because that wasn't happening when i was young like i'm not that old (laughs) so you know there was definitely this very palpable feeling of creation in the East Village. So for me, because I'm curious, I wanted to talk to these people to ask them stuff. And then I wanted to write about it. And I wanted to include all my friends art and writing in the zine. So I think zine creation comes from a love of the scene that you're in. Right? Yeah, I mean, witchcraft is not a scene. But it's well, the that's, same kind I guess, of thing. Then the next question, right? Like, is it is it then valuable for us to be like, oh yeah, get zines? Because like, like yes. obviously I want you to support Catland and I want you to buy zines, but like, it's almost like a snapshot into the place and not the content. Like I, I'm almost looking at zines as like this is the this is looking at people's practices. These are like mini memoirs instead of like I'm getting a zine because I specifically want the content. No, I think you want the content, but I think when we talk about the books that we do and we call them a witch in time, this is definitely very much a witch in time and the time is now. And this is pre-editor getting their hands on it, pre-agenda. See, that's the whole thing, right? Like there might be people, I think, especially plants um, against the patriarchy, adore, I want to pick up the book when it comes out. Yes. But before the book comes out, or if nobody offers them a deal because they don't think it's lucrative enough, or we already have mm-hmm. a witch who writes about this, we don't need another witch writing about that. 
you know, we don't know why people get published or they don't. And then it seems like one person has the monopoly. And I'm kind of over monopolies because I feel that sometimes, not all the time, it's the same witches getting published. Um, The same type of witches getting published in the U.S. And we need a variety of voices. And if sometimes, if, you know, you don't get a publishing deal, where do you go? If you have a lot to say, and I think both of them do, I think you're right. Mm -hmm. I think the fact that there wasn't a lot of space in this one, which is why, you know, maybe they cut back and they just said, okay, we're just going to leave it like this. But I think this is definitely a witch in time. Time is right now. If you want to know what witches, and you're right, it is a little bit of a snapshot into somebody's practice. This is what they're passionate about because they're putting it together in a fanzine. So... For me, I'm always going to be very pro-fanzine. Even if the fanzine, I'm, I'm not like, oh, I don't think this was a great job. But at the end of the day, I do find value or and I have found valuable information in mm-hmm. both of the zines. So I'm sorry. I just feel like capitalism has their hands in everything. And people need to publish different stories and they need to publish different voices. And it can't be the same thing. Yes, First of all, you sold me on that, right? I'm asking these philosophical questions. Yeah, I agree with you. You said all that and I'm like, oh, I I feel exactly the same way. I loved that analysis that you had. Like, yes, these are a witch in time and like there is inherent value in looking at those snapshots. So, co-signed. But I also just, (laughs) I just realized I actually own another zine. (laughs) I just own, I don't know why I bought all these. I bought this zine off of Etsy unrelated to the podcast entirely and it is literally a zine of i believe i think she's a woman i i like i vaguely remember her using she her pronouns i don't entirely remember so i do apologize if i'm wrong but this woman talking about like why she was called to work with hades and like poetry and devotional stuff Um, and like yeah there was information in it and i loved that but it was also just this beautiful discussion of like what it looks like to work to work with and to worship Hades as a god. And that is something I think is really hard to find in witch books. Like, I think we talked about it with Mata, about how excited we were for her to sort of give us a snapshot of her practice and talk about the value of, like, being a witch in Wales. But a lot of times, the books we're reading are, like, fully content-based. And so being able to have these, like, snapshots is really cool. Like, that's the grimoire. More than the book is the zine. Here's, uh, and maybe this, I already said this. This is unfiltered. There is nobody telling them, oh, this is great, this is great, but can you, like, redo chapter two so it sounds more like, no, this is the witch writing it. And nobody's looking over her shoulder, making her rework it or editing it, editing it to death, right? So when you look at that, and I think about, and and we all have like, I guess this romanticized version of going back in time, what was it like to be the witch in the woods? Um, You'd go to her and she'd tell you, she would talk to you. Yeah. Right. What can I use for this? All right, sweetheart, I'm going to tell you about coffin nails and why you should Mm -hmm. use them. No, do you know what I mean? And that's what this is. Yeah. Without somebody else saying can you give me a story? Can you make it peppy? I mean, I don't know because I've never been in editing, but I'm just saying like, what do editors do to a book? 
and how much mm-hmm. of the witch's original vision and how much of her voice gets to come through and i'm talking about mostly u.s witches because i don't know what the process is like in europe yeah and i did feel that mara's book was very much her so maybe people yeah. don't have more control but there's something about american books that they do seem a little bit formulaic or they seem a little bit more i don't know i feel like we're getting uncensored witch in a fanzine whereas the other one i don't know how much is taken out how much somebody told them don't do this i don't know they're still valuable obviously i mean i'm still going to read witch books they're great but i don't know i have a lot of i place a lot of value on like correctness Mm-hmm. Like like having the right information, knowing the right things, doing things correctly, um, which is its own special, unique problem, and I'm working on it. But I think fanzines are great for that as well, to sort of like force you to step back and be like, this might not be 100% correct, but it is 100% valuable. Yeah. Um, you hope that whoever did this did their research and whatnot. But at the yeah. end of the day... Even if this was a published book, and we know this is true, and, you know, you've read in a book, you should work with rose quartz for whatever. And you're like, I effing hate rose quartz, right? (laughs) I have not had that result with rose quartz. You're full of shit. No, they're not full of shit. That's been that which is experience. So Mm -hmm. whether it's a published book or a fanzine, you might still have that. Not that it's necessarily accurate. I don't think these people would want to put something out that may not be accurate, but it may not vibe with you. It may not be accurate for you because that's how the craft is. So I think that's one of the reasons that I liked the, what are the alchemy zines so Mm -hmm. much because they are like, I can't wait to post pictures of these (laughs) for our listeners because they are absurd. I mean, like it's, they're great, but they're very much like art pieces of information and like, here's a note scribbled and here's like copies of things on top of each other and scans of this text on top of that text. Um, so there, it's very much sort of like a, a journey that you have to go on with these zines to be like, oh, well, what am I getting from this page? And what am I looking at now? And what am I reading? And is this relevant? Um, it's giving very like the marginalia of like books being written by monks in you know like transcribed by monks in monasteries you know like there are notes in it but there's also like literally just stuff you can read and it's entirely it's entirely up to you what your journey is going to be it's like a it's like a choose your own adventure book um which i really liked about like the zine format versus if i were reading a book on alchemy it would just be like, okay, and this, and this, and this. But this is very much like, ooh, and maybe, and mm, how about over here? Like, you know, sort of like a build-your-own-plate situation. I think it's a matter of taste. So I'm not going to tell the listeners, you have to go out and buy zines. I'll put it, I'll compare it to something else also. Um, Comic-Con, right? Never been to mm-hmm. San Diego Comic-Con, only been to New York Comic-Con. I will never go back to New York Comic-Con. The last year I went was 2019 and there were so many people. It was yeah. It was the most annoying experience. I went on Thursday, which is usually the day that nobody goes. And it, it just 
I wasn't going to do it again. Th not that year. Was it that year? No. No, it was. I went to this maker's market, if you want to call it, like these indie zines, comic mm -hmm. books, and toys that were being made by the people that showed up. And some of the stuff was dirt cheap. And some of these action figures were quite expensive. And some of the things were just, I mean, it's just brand new stuff. You're not going to find Batman and Superman. Maybe, mm -hmm. maybe you'll find somebody who's doing something with that. But it really isn't that. You didn't have the crowds that you had at Comic-Con. But the people there, man, I had so many great conversations, both with people that were selling things and people that were there. Everybody there is was very niche. Everybody knew what they liked. Everybody knew what they were going for. Everybody knew which artists they really wanted to see. And these are not famous, famous people, you know? Mm -hmm. But well, some I think of their stuff blows you away, though. And that, that like, everybody knew what they liked. Like, that's, that's it. Right? Like, when you pick up a fanzine, it's because you know you like X, Y, and Z. Right? I know I like alchemy, so I knew I was picking up the alchemy ones. I was going to like that, even if it's it's obtuse to read. Like, I like that. Um, I love meditation. I don't do it, but I love it. So I, I picked it up, and I love the meditation one, even though I don't use it, and it's very intimidating. And I think that that's sort of, like, my, I guess, takeaway from all of this is, like, fanzines are for fans what are you a fan of exactly i couldn't say it better yeah and i think if you've never picked up a fanzine i hope that we've done it justice as far as what it might's going to look like what it's going to read like you know that it's little pamphlet really when you think about it i mean it's you know very thin but yeah. Yeah, what are you a fan of? I'm not getting rid of either one of these two fanzines. I really like them. I want to go back to Catland and get more. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a snapshot. These really are snapshots in time, as much as some of the older texts are snapshots in time of those people. Right? Unfiltered. Yeah. Yeah, it would be a really fun experiment to do, like, zine Book of Shadows, like a Book of Shadows, but as a zine, and, like, maybe not in a, in the sense that you're going to, like, actually publish it and, like, send it to people or anything like that. But but as almost like an art piece to be like, okay, well, this is my Book of Shadows now. And then maybe in five years I do another Book of Shadows zine and compare the two. Um, I, think that, I think that might be fun to try. Yeah. This right. is not me committing to that. This is just suggesting it on the podcast. <laughs> oh, I have no desire to do this. I will never remi remind you to do this at all. <laughs> so unless the audience tells you, hey, Gemini, didn't you say? I'm not saying anything. Um, but, and I, and I said in the beginning of, the, of this episode, our podcast is kind of like a zine. Right? Yeah. We talk about what we like. We definitely have scrapbooks that we're not going to talk about because we hated them. Yeah. Right. We talk about what we like and we never say, OK, so we'll be back in 30 seconds and, you know, um, yeah. you know drink, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, drink Coca-Cola so it'll rot your teeth out. Like, I don't know. Like, you know, we don't do any of that. So we don't have to worry yeah. about stepping on toes. And that's the same thing with the fanzine. You know, if you're not beholden to anybody, if nobody's paying your bills, then you kind of can say whatever you want. 
that doesn't mean they're saying bullshit. I'm just saying you have the freedom then to say, yeah, I want to talk about these things. And if people think it's weird, I don't care. Yeah. Man, I'm like into zines. Like I bought a ton of them, so I should have been, but I feel like I'm more into zines now post conversation than I was when I actually bought all of these zines. I will give you a copy of my zine, the one that I have the most of, maybe, because I don't have, like, episode, episode, Um, the first issue, I didn't even have, so I foolishly stored them at my parents' house at one point, because I was like, I'm always moving around, like, no, 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 they're going to get lost, they're going to get ruined, my parents had a flood. Oh, no. So I was like, I don't effing believe this, like, I lost, so I was like, okay, what do I do? So... One of my friends had every single... I had some some copies, but I didn't have every single issue. He had everything and he gave them to me. Well, his girlfriend An gave angel. them to me. Yeah. So that's why, like, the first issue I only have one copy of, but I have a couple of copies of the others. So, yeah. I'm so excited. I'm not making any promises to the audience about whether pictures of those will be on Instagram, but I definitely will be posting pictures of all the zines we got from Catland... Um, they're super cute and cool, and I hope that this encourages you guys to, like, dip your toes into the water of a completely different version of content. Like, if I ever did a zine, I don't know if it would have which content. I think I would do a zine of all the things that scare me. You should. Do that. Do that. Like, do, that. do you know what I'm afraid of now? No. Bats. Because they can give you rabies, and you can't tell if you get bit by them. Uh, and so if there's a bat in your space and you, like, didn't know... Did you not see this on TikTok? This yes! This is a struggle care. Yeah, struggle yes. care. Poor girl. This is why I am, like, yeah. the fuck now? Like, this is not something that I ever thought about. And, like, I've only seen bats, like, outside. Like, they've never been yep. inside my house. But now I'm, like, great. Bat comes inside my house. Everyone's got to get rabies shots. Awesome. They only have to get rabies shots if you can't, like conclusively prove that you were never in contact with the bat. Let me so ex- if you wake up and the bat is in the room, you have to get a rabies shot. If you walk into the room, see the bat, leave the room, close the door, and call animal control, you do not have to get a rabies shot. Okay, I'm letting you know that I will get a rabies shot. If I walk into Regardless, the room, I don't give a you shit. You should. Rabies is horrifying. <sighs> rabies is like the fucking worst. You're afraid of water. It makes you afraid of water. Like, I'm, I'm not kidding. No, I know. Don't get rabies. Don't, don't. It's bad. I can't believe I have to say that. I don't have to say that. Don't get rabies. Just assume if you've been in the room with a bat that it has bitten you. And you will not become a vampire. You will get rabies. God, that's like such a terrible fucking trade-off. Jeez. You don't even get like, ugh. Ugh. Okay. Yeah. So sorry. This is Yeah, you should. No, please make a zine about the things that scare you. I think yeah. it'd be cool and fun. Yeah. Maybe I'll do that. And, you know, you guys can just, you know, every once in a while reach out and be like, hey, Scorpio, how's that zine going? To just remind her. Yeah, you can remind me of that. And I'll just go, what zine? Because <laughs> I will have no memory of this. But that's, um, yeah, that's the that's why this is a zine, these podcasts, because I never I don't remember what's in them anymore. So, like, you can literally it's like a time capsule. You could yeah. go back three years and I'm saying completely different shit than I'm saying now. I don't remember what I said three years ago. We, I don't remember who I was three years ago. We are absolutely different from season one. Like, I will not go back and listen to season one anymore because, nope, we are so different. I don't from know that. who that bitch is. Yeah, totally different bitch. 
Um, you had more fanzines. Did you want to say anything about the other fanzines? From I Catland? feel like there. Well, I got like a trio like from a set, so it's the same vibes. Um, they're longer than the Alchemical Wedding because there's like more actual content versus the Alchemical Wedding, which is sort of like an introductory, like very short little pamphlet. Um, what did I get? I got Dream: The Lunar Realm of Alchemy. And I got On Alchemy and the Timing of Things, both by Brian Cote Noir. Um, and I love them. I legitimately think they're super fun and cool. And if you're into alchemy, or if you're into philosophy, or if you're into, like, just fucking obtuse ass shit, you should buy one or all of them. I will be buying more of them. So we hope that with this episode, you've given another thought. Or if you've never even seen a fanzine, go on Catlan. You can see them there. Yeah. And check it out. They're cheap. I think all of mine, they were $5 a pop. I think. Yeah, they were definitely, like, less than $10. Yeah. You know, and, um, yeah, what are you a fan of? I love that. I love how you just said it, and that's how you should go in with this. Like, what do you love? And then find something that you feel is going to complement whatever that is you know there's a book that you love and you're like i wonder what somebody else has to say but you don't want to get a hold of the book get a fanzine yeah yeah big agree and if you start a fanzine or if you have a fanzine oh my god send it to us send it to us reach out to us we'll send you the postage or whatever or an envelope or whatever and um yes we want it we want your fanzines so if you have a fanzine or which fanzine I don't care what kind of fanzine. I mean, I want to know what yeah, people are doing. Tell us about your zines. On. Just tell yeah. us about your zines. Anybody has a fanzine, we'll plug it here. Um, yeah, let us know. Thank you for being the best audience ever. We love you guys so much. We love to hear from you. Instagram, email, in person, etc., etc. Keep on reaching out. Thank you, of course, to Kano and Moore for our amazing intro and outro music. And remember, if you're following the moons, you're following us.